Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Friday Jam Session, and today we are going to be talking about two niches to avoid if it was up to me. (laughs) And the reason why I say that is because I recently did a uh, coaching call with with a gentleman, and he wanted to uh, dig into uh, four different niches, and he wanted my opinion. He wanted me to help him narrow it down. And then he wanted me to help him validate it. Well, the validation part was actually pretty easy. We were able to validate, uh, after we narrowed it down to two different niches, we avoided, or we removed two because I want to avoid those two. And I'm going to share those with you. And, uh, once we got it to where we were down to two, I was able to validate it within 15 minutes. And now he's off to the races and, uh, ready to start building that. So let's kind of dig in here. And actually, before we do, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, you can watch this or you can go on over to the show notes and uh, get more of the transcripts and things like that over there. So if you are interested, go to the show notes to this episode. If you are wanting to ask questions, then I would encourage you to head on over to takeactioncrew.com. Again, that's takeactioncrew.com and you can sign up to our morning crew there where we'll, uh, well, I'll send you uh, emails about whether it's an episode or maybe it's just something like this morning I shared, which was exactly what I'm sharing here on the coffee talk, which is about what niches to avoid. Um, So just basically helpful tips that I'm going to be sharing through email. And if you want to get on that list, head on over to takeactioncrew.com. All right. So let's kick this thing off. Let's get down to it. All right. So I was on the call and the very first glance at these four, like immediately I was like, nope, strike it strike it. Let's like, let's get those out of there. Now I will say after I had eliminated these two in my own mind, I did have to ask him, is this, is this okay? Because if you're like passionate about these and this is the mountain you want to climb, then go for it. I don't want to hold you back, but here are the reasons why I would probably choose to go to another direction or in another direction. Um, so I will share those with you. All right. So the very first one, and I'm not going to give the exact niche because we could have narrowed it down a little bit and made it even, you know, a little bit less competitive, but still it was very, it's a very, very, 
very, one more very there, uh, competitive, like super competitive. Um, and it's in the mortgage uh, niche. Okay. So just imagine that you're up against like big banks. You're up against other SEO people that are, you know, devoting a lot of time, energy, resources in getting that traffic because why? Well, because mortgages, uh, mortgage brokers, that is, they make a good amount of money when they close a loan, right? And so there's a couple of things. There's companies out there that are good at SEO that are just trying to get on page one for mortgage stuff, right? And you're going to have a ton of competition when you're trying to compete on page one and you got four ads that are showing up in the top of the search every single time. So it's just very, very, very competitive. Um, and it can get a little dirty, meaning that there's some black hat stuff going on, which there probably isn't a lot of markets, but in this one in particular, it's just a it's a very, very cutthroat business. The mortgage business is cutthroat in itself. Uh, anybody that's in that business or knows someone in that business, you know, it's cutthroat. Like you're going to, you're going to be going back and forth, trying to compete with other, you know, lenders because they're trying to close the loan as well. So anytime that we get into something like that, I want to just stay clear of the other reason is, is because you have uh, people that are really good at SEO. Once again, maybe doing some black hat stuff to get on page one. And what they're doing is they're trying to get leads for a mortgage company and they're going to get paid a hundred dollars, $200, $500 a lead. So they're willing to invest a lot of resources into getting in page one. So it's just a really, really competitive area and it can be dirty at times. So immediately I was like, nah, I don't, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to touch that. And so he immediately agreed. He's like, okay, cool. I'm not married to that. It was just an idea I came up with. Uh, I know some things about it, but I'm not a mortgage broker. Uh, and, and that was the question I said to him. I go, are you a broker? Because if you are, then maybe you want to build this out for your own clientele. And maybe it's not a play for, uh, you know, getting advertising dollars for, you know, from Mediavine or any of those. Maybe it's not that. Maybe that's not the play. Uh, so after he told me, no, no, it's not that at all. It's just, I thought it, you know, it was a market. Got good traffic, and I thought maybe I could build out a blog helping people with mortgages. And I was like, okay, but I would probably stay away from that. And also, whenever you get into that type of stuff like finance, it can get a little legal, uh, you know, as far as legal issues. Like we can get into some things that we might not want to, you know, put out there. Uh, so it's it's just something that was like, there's so many other opportunities that we could go into, and it's just a lot easier. Like, why do we want to climb that mountain, right? And so after we explained, or I explained everything to him, he agreed and we moved on. So the next one that I immediately saw on his list, and it's funny because as he was explaining the first one, I was looking at his list over on the right and I already checked off the next one off. I said, nah, let's cross that one out too in my mind. Um, but the other two I was looking at, I'm like, those are the ones, all right? So the second one, which again, you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh my God, yeah. I, I wouldn't uh, probably want to go there either. Um, crypto, right? So crypto, crypto is a hot word right now, right? Everyone's talking crypto, right? Blockchain, all of these different things, which I know nothing about, by the way, I have not entered that world. Uh, and I'm not sure that I ever will right now. I'm not going to say never, but right now I'm just like, I don't really understand it. I don't know if I want to understand it. Uh, I'd rather just look at like SP, uh, you know, the, the index funds, the 500, uh, you know, I just look at something like that. 
you know, um, you know, what's Warren Buffett say? He says, uh, if I don't understand it, I'm not investing in it. So could I devote a lot of time to it? Understand it? I could try. Just don't want to. Um, so anyway, crypto, it's a cutthroat, very dirty market right now. Like uh, there's a lot of scammers out there. There's a lot of people, uh, creating, uh, you know, resources around it, but yet for the wrong reasons. Uh, so just, I wouldn't want to touch that with a, with a hundred foot pole, to be honest with you. So the me immediately when I seen that, I'm like, nah, I would just check that off. And I told him immediately is when I said that I go, it's again, it's kind of like, you know, money financing, things like that, not financing, but it's in that kind of realm. And, and, uh, and then when you get into crypto, it's investing. So now we're in the investing world, which I wouldn't want to get into. And then we're into, you know, people putting money into, you know, this, you know, cryptocurrency, hoping that it increases in value. And that's where you make your millions. Right. So I personally just would like to stay away from that. And it's very, very competitive. So again, you're going to have people that they know that there's a lot of people into this thing and they know that they can make a lot of money, uh, whether it's having them sign up for something or whether they could sell them a course on how to do cryptocurrency, like whatever it is, I personally just wouldn't want to touch it. It's just, I know that that market's going to get even dirtier than it is. Uh, and I'm not saying there isn't like good resources out there for it. There are probably, but it's also a, a place where people would come in and, and try to, you know, do some scammy stuff. And I just don't want to touch it. So those were two, those are the two that I would avoid, right? Mortgages and crypto. Like those are the two, like for me, like now there's other ones out there too, but those are the two that I wanted to share with you today. Cause if you're thinking to yourself, like, yeah, I think I would want to get into the mortgage business. I would, I'll tell you another one too, is like insurance. Like I probably would stay away from insurance. It's kind of cutthroat. People are out there trying to get uh, content ranked so they can get leads so they can then sell them to an insurance uh, broker or an agency and things like that. So I would, again, probably, you know, probably stay away from it. That's just personally what I would do. Um, so those are the two, all right, is finance or let's call it in this case, home mortgages. And the second one is cryptocurrency. So those are the two that I was like, hey, listen, I don't think I would. I don't think I would touch them. Now, if he said, I am so passionate about these two and I have, you know, I have, uh, you know, uh, maybe a, a brokerage where he does do, you know, uh, mortgages or maybe he's a lead gen for that or whatever, then you know what? Go for it. But it is going to be harder right now. The two, I'm not going to give those away because one of them he is going to use and the other one he may do later. But the two, I was like immediately, yes. Right. And it just falls in the, you know, in the, in the bucket of like easier, uh, a lot easier. And, uh, I'll just like, so for, for one would be, you know, something like, and I'm just going to use this as an example. Uh, if it was something like, uh, growing palm trees, like something like that. And yes, that's like very, very niche, which it is, but maybe it's going to be in the gardening, right? Like something in that. So then you can go into these other areas. Like you could do you know, palm tree growing or vertical gardening or something like that, right? Like that stuff is going to be way easier, even though vertical gardening is probably going to be more competitive. So then maybe you want, might want to go into something like balcony gardening or something like that, but it's just a lot easier. You're not having all of this competition, um, that could get really, really, uh, you know, just harder and harder. And you're going to have people that could do negative attacks on your site and just really crazy stuff. Um, but that, that's what we're looking at. So when he was presenting these to me, we immediately went in and started doing niche validation. And all I did was I went in 
And I looked at like the seed keyword, like what would that be? Right. And so let's just say it was bass fishing. So I put in bass fishing. I went there and I saw the, the uh, searches that were being done. I picked one and then I just found a couple of websites that were publishing on bass fishing. And then I looked at the numbers. I looked and actually we found some sites. We found some really good sites that had a low domain authority and, and a lot of traffic. Like I think one was like 50, 60,000. And there was another one that was like hundred and some thousand. There was one that was a million. And I was like, we validated everything. Two of them immediately were uh, under the 25 domain authority that I like, and they were over the 25,000 page views a month, which I like. So everything checked the boxes there for me. So this little Friday jam session, I wanted to share that with you. I also, uh, obviously we're here. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're listening to this on a recording but I am going to answer any questions. If you guys have any questions on the niche validation piece, drop them in the comments and I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, but if you are listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, man, I'd really like to go after like one of these more hot and sexy uh, type niches because that's really what they are, right? It's like mortgages. Like people are like, oh yeah, there's so many people doing mortgages and it pertains to so many people out there. We could totally do that. Uh, and then you can look at and say, well, cryptocurrency, it covers a huge amount of people. Everyone wants to, you know, get rich overnight. And that's what people are going to start preying on. So I would stay away from that type of stuff. Anything. I mean, even just looking outside of those two examples, if you were looking at something else that could be potentially, uh, whether it's legally, you know, like you don't want to give legal advice type stuff. Um, I'd stay away from that. And if it's something that you look at and you go, you know, this is like a trend right now, or this is like a hot topic right now that could go away. I mean, look at the NFTs. I think that's what it's called. Um, it's those digital art that they're selling for like, in some cases, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then everyone's trying to jump on that bandwagon. Um, so again, like I personally would stay away from it, but you know, some people will go after that and some may succeed and some may do it and waste a lot of time and energy and money when they could have just been over here building something that's a lot easier. And that's the one thing I want to point out. Like you have to look at this, like, are you building this thing to build a niche property that can bring in a uh, thousand bucks a month, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, like whatever it is, or are you looking to do something that you're just passionate about and you want to write about that and you want to publish on that? It's totally different. If there's something that you're totally passionate about, then just write on that because you want to, and it's a passion, but don't expect that you're going to be able to just knock that thing out of the park. The other side of it, if you want to build this thing so we can, so we can, you know, go ahead and, uh, you know, build this thing into a niche property. That's like a rental property then go for it. Like, that's what I would do, right? That's what I'm looking at. This is as like a, you know, a property investor. Uh, so just something to think about. All right. So, okay. Let me see here. I got a couple of questions here. Uh, let's see. So would you stay away from all YMYL, uh, niches, which is basically kind of like your health niches and things like that. Um, it's uh, your money, your life, I believe is the abbreviations there. Um, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but basically anything around, uh, you know, money, uh, your, uh, you know, your health, your well-being, like things like that could get flat. And I don't want to say flagged, but they could be harder to compete in because also Google is going to be a little bit more strict on what they're ranking for. So there's ways that you can kind of get around this if you're in the health niche, but you're not really uh, positioning it as you're in the health niche, if that makes sense. So if you are, 
someone that's going, if you're going to talk about um, someone that, uh, I don't know, has a condition of some kind, I wouldn't probably publish content about how to cure it or how to fix it, right? But it could be like uh, what to do uh, when you have hip uh, hip injury. Uh, what's best exercises for hip injuries? What's best exercises for knee injury? So technically, these are exercises. Could it be considered health-related? It could, um, but I think there's more room there to be able to enter in that market without you being that than to go in there and just say like, you know, how to cure cancer, you know, like we don't want to go like that because then you're going to also compete against all the big web or the, um, the sites out there, the websites, the, the big companies that are, um, you know, basically going after that same content. So you have a lot more competition and it's going to be harder. Um, have you interviewed your daughter and her biz on your podcast? Would love it if you did. We need more women role models in an online biz arena. Yeah, I haven't in a while, um, but I probably could. We haven't, I probably haven't had her on in a couple of years. Uh, and she was uh, starting the blog at that point, but I also think uh, she was doing some retail arbitrage, her and her uh, husband. So uh, yeah, so I could definitely uh, get her on. And yeah, I, I agree. We do need some, some women to, uh, to inspire other women. Um, are hobby niches easier and faster to get results in? I think hobby niches are awesome, are, are great. And do I think they're easier? I do. Uh, but then some people would say, well, then you can only do this in a, in a hobby niche. And that's, that's not, that's not accurate. Um, cause I have, uh, let's see three, uh, I would call them three, maybe four right now that I'm working on that are not necessarily hobbies. Okay. Is it of interest? Yes, but it doesn't mean it's a hobby. Um, do you have any liability insurance covering your niche site and content? Well, I kind of have an umbrella that goes over top of all my stuff, but even if I didn't, um, and again, this is not legal advice. Uh, you should definitely reach out and talk to someone that is a, uh, legal represent representer of, you know, online businesses and liability insurance, but this is what I personally do. Um, and if I was not, uh, already umbrellaed under, you know, my, uh, LLC, uh, if I was to start something, number one, that's why I would stay away from something that could be classified as well. You gave me information and I hurt my hip. Right. Um, but yes, there are policies out there that you could get if you are going to be publishing on that. And that would be a good idea in my opinion. Um, so do you have to No, there's no law, but you probably should. Um, now if you're, again, if you're talking about crafting, right? If you were doing a site on knitting, uh, would I worry about someone stabbing themselves with a needle because of the content? Probably not. If I was selling the needles, that's a different story. Um, would you start one site for a year or build several if restarting? Um, I would do one and I would focus all my energy on that. If all I had was limited resources, limited time, it would be one. That is, that is what I would do. And I actually literally just got off a call yesterday with a guy who has a full-time job. He also has another side project that he's working on and he wants to build one of these. My advice was take a week, build it, get it up and running, get it, get the structure built and then spend an hour a week on keyword research and uh, hiring a writer to do the writing, like, and then just set and forget. Like that's what I would do. Now, if you have more time to work on it, then I would focus more time and energy on it. Whether you have time that you can write 
content and post it. I mean, the truth here is this, the more content, the more opportunity you have to rank, get indexed and rank and get traffic. Like, let's just be clear. Um, so if you're going to have five sites and you're going to put one piece of content on there, you're going to have, you know, 52 pieces of content for the year, right? One a week, 52. Yeah, there you go. There's some math for you. Um, but if you had that same amount being published on one site, you have a what five times or four, at least four times, uh, what you currently had from adding those additional pieces of content. So you'd have, instead of having just one piece of content, you're going to have four or five, you know, depending on how much you want to publish. So that's, that's what you got to think about. Right. But that's why doing the validation in the beginning is so important. And if you are going to go after a very competitive niche, it's going to be harder. So you may lose some of your momentum because you're not going to see the results that you want to get. But if you went after something, you know, and again, just throwing it out there, even if it was woodworking, right, it's going to be way easier. And if you have more content that's answering all of the questions, which again, that's something I just covered in my most recent training, which if you haven't went through that yet, you probably should. It's called the keyword goldmine. There's three strategies in there. And they're, they're the only three strategies that I'm using currently right now. And the only ones that I would, and there's one in there that focuses on just answering questions. That's it. We just blanket the market. We, we blitz the market with questions that are being asked in that market. And if you just have a whole bunch of questions that are being answered on your website, you have a really good chance of getting traffic and getting indexed and all of that stuff. Again, going after, going after a, uh, a niche that is not super ultra competitive and going after something that would be like a woodworking or bass fishing, or, uh, could be, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, ferrets as pets or something, right? Like something like that, or it could be gardening or whatever. Like those are things that there's still a lot of questions that are being asked. It could be, uh, I don't know, something about, um, maybe it's canning. Maybe you're going to go into the canning market and there's like, you know, market there. So like you have to think outside of just like, okay, those main, like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of traffic in crypto right now. So that's where I'll go. It's gonna be a lot harder too. Uh, let's see. Would you start? Okay. That I already answered that one. Would you put ads on your personal brand site? Uh, it depends. It, it definitely depends. Um, but I probably would if the goal on that site for me was really to get traffic over. Yes. I might only have it on certain pages. Uh, I might not have it on, you know, pages that I might be selling my own products. I might be getting an email opt-in, things like that. But I, I, I may, I don't know. I don't currently, but I, I may, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, and let's see here. Last question I'm going to answer. And then we're going to jet, uh, are all three videos released for the gold mine? Yes, they were added yesterday. So the three videos are in there. The third one yesterday, our localized mining method strategy was released. And, uh, that one there is a good one too, uh, because, uh, a lot of people don't think that you can go after localized traffic and you can, and I show you uh, several examples in that training. So again, if you have not yet grabbed that training, you want to go through it and I, it's like under 10 bucks right now. Uh, you can go to, uh, brandcreators.com forward slash gold. Again, that's brandcreators.com forward slash gold. And you can go there and uh, you can get those, uh, that three part video training, which is really three strategies that I break down for you. So head on over, check it out. Uh, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap up our Friday jam session. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. 
Uh, if you want to uh, get on the email list where you can get notified about upcoming trainings or tips and tricks or things that I'm just sharing as I'm going through this with you, um, head on over to takeactioncrew.com. Again, that's takeactioncrew.com. Currently, that is the only way to get on the email list. So make sure if you want to get on that list to get notified, make sure that you do that. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, take care, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, weekend, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Take care, guys. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us. You can ask a question and then uh, I can answer it. And we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand. Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener, like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable, five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people, and it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.